Hey, welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. Today, we're talking about questions you need to ask your trustee. Gregory is about to explain it. I just want to remind you, we have a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic and some show notes as well. Go to winningatlife.com slash podcast 29, winningatlife.com slash podcast 29. If you have a trust as a beneficiary, there's 15 questions that a trustee of an IRA trust must know the answers to. So it's kind of like, you want to be the trustee? Can you answer these questions? Well, you might have to teach your trustee these things. I almost want to tell you, stop it. I need to text a couple of people. I have one friend who has a special needs daughter. And he's about to go through the process. He's probably going to be giving you a call pretty soon about setting up a pass-through trust because he has all his money. It's all qualified up as well. And Well, that's what we have Wes Blanchard for, right? estate planning attorney. He and I've talked a lot about this. He knows how to set those up properly. At the court, it has to be a revocable trust. The only thing that trust can handle is the IRA. It has to be a conduit or pass-through Trust. Trust can't take possession of the IRA money. It would be a taxable event. So, but a trust can be a beneficiary of the IRA, such as the James Doe Trust. And when James Doe dies, it's retitled to James, decedent James Doe, date of death for the benefit of the James Doe Trust. There's the FBO again. Right. right. For the benefit of. In that case, so what the trust's doing is taking the distributions from the IRA and moving them to the trust beneficiaries. Okay, question number one. Does the trustee know how to set up and title an inherited IRA left to a trust? The assets must be transferred as a trustee-to-trustee transfer. The decedent's name must remain on the account but the inherited IRA will be under the federal tax ID number of the trust. And the reason the trust has to have a federal ID tax number, it's irrevocable. And it will have to file its own taxes. Yeah. An inherited IRA would be titled as follow. Fred Jackson, IRA, deceased, June 19th, 2017. FBO, Adam Hill, trustee of the Jackson Family Trust beneficiary so that's retitling of the ira because it basically the title then explains everything and the trust that was previously set up to do this was the jackson family trust you have to have the trust set up ready to go second question does the trustee know how and when to get a trust tax id number is this some complicated number three Does the trustee know what to do if the trust includes property other than an IRA? Yeah, that's kind of a problem. And it will. Does the trustee know what to do when the trust includes bequests made to others who are not to receive IRA funds? Okay. Does the trustee know about the September 30th beneficiary designation date? I don't know about that. The period from the date of the IRA owner's death to September 30th of the year following the year of the IRA owner's death is known as post-death gap 
or shakeout period. So you have to have that information disseminated regarding the state of the trust and the bennies and all of that. Shakeout period. Yeah, shakeout period. Good to know. Number six, does the trustee know to check if any beneficiary should be removed during the shakeout period? This can be done either by cashing out or by disclaiming. You know, the the beneficiaries have to be individuals, Mm -hmm. so you have to shake that out there. Is the trustee aware of the disclaimer deadlines? These will occur before the shakeout period ends. The shakeout period is pretty important. Are they saying the turns w- out. disclaimer, like when you unclaim something, not the disclaimer, like let me throw a caveat in there before I continue? I'm just showing this is why you need help and guidance, that you just can't take this on. And just like the discussion yesterday that attorney, the client, was using, he quickly realized uh, they don't quite get what's trying to be done there in that case. Does a trustee... Note to pay off debts and expenses during the shakeout period if the trust or state law provides for this. That's an if. Trust debts and expenses versus estate debts and expenses. Does the trustee know the difference? And there's a big difference, or, you know, because the trust is not going to have anything to do with the estate. Make that simple. October 31st, number nine, October 31st of the year, Following the year of the IRA's donor owner's death, the deadline for the trustee of an IRA trust beneficiary to provide trust documentation or a copy of the trust to the IRA custodian. This is responsibility of the trustee. Does the trustee know this? Just goes back to that other date that we're talking about, September 30th, beneficiary designation date has to be provided to the custodian as well. Does the trustee know that the IRA owner's year of death required distribution, if applicable, is a required distribution to the trust and must be taken by the trust? See, year of death, if there's RMDs, that distribution has to be taken. So this would be post-RMD. So RMDs have already started and this has to be taken and settled up since the trust is the beneficiary of the IRA. The beneficiary has to take the RMD, which would be the trust, and pass it on to the beneficiaries of the trust. I'm you want to pass through because you want that money to move through. You don't want it to be taxed at trust rate. So it's where you're gaining control. You can say, oh, this is complicated. Yeah, you could just name the individuals by name as the beneficiaries. But if you're wanting to main control or worried about control, that's where you would shift to using an IRA trust for moving the funds. Number 11, does the trustee know what the payout term is for the IRA left to the trust is? The trustee would have to know which beneficiaries are to be considered in determining the post-death distribution period for RMDs. Does the trustee know this? It's kind of like you think, well, darn, they got to go to IRA school. Number 12, does the trustee know about the trust terms and when and how much is to be paid out from the trust to the trust beneficiaries? Now, now how much of these rules are required minimum distributions from IRAs 
left to the trust to be accumulated or passed through to the trust beneficiaries. And you have two different types of trust there, and that's where some one type of conduit trust can accumulate distributions inside of it, and the other has to pass them all out. And then you also have another variation of trust called the trustee, which is simpler but also has requirements where the trust we typically talk about, the irrevocable trust, has more flexibility. So we're at number 13. Yes. Is the trustee familiar with state trust law? Does the trustee know how to pay out income to trust beneficiaries when the Uniform Principle Income Act applies, which is common unless the trust drafter knows how to make sure these provisions do not apply to the trust. So when somebody shoots over a beneficiary change to one of my client's accounts, I pop back a couple questions. Number 14, next to last, does the trustee know what tax reporting must be done by the trust? Trust tax returns and K-1 statements we're talking about because IRA trust is going to have a federal tax ID number. And the last one, number 15, does the trustee know about the income in respect of decedent tax deduction? Only applies if federal estate tax is paid on the estate of the deceased IRA owner, and you might can get some of that money back, so they should really understand that. Here's the two biggest questions a trustee must know the answer to. If a trustee is a family member who's not familiar with the following issues, if that is the case, does the trustee know his or her fiduciary obligations and who to call for guidance? Because you're going to need guidance. And second, are you aware of the potential liability as trustee to the trust beneficiaries for mistakes that could either accelerate taxes or cause losses for trust beneficiaries? That sounds like where horror stories come from. Yeah, and that's where, like, uh, you just mentioned liability. You might want to opt out then. Don't worry about asking me the 15. I already know my answer. (laughs) I don't want to know any of that. And will the IRA trust have to comply with Uniform Principle and Income Act, Unitrust, or Power of Adjustment provisions? Do these apply in your state? Here's a little trick. Avoid this altogether by not using the term income except in Q-tip IRA trust where an income provision for the spouse must be included to avoid losing the marital deduction. Is the trust intended to qualify for marital deduction? When does federal estate taxes come in? $11.2 million per individual or $22.5 million for the couple. This is going to be rare, rare error for you to have to worry about the income rule in it. You just have to worry about 14 other things. Robert, New Orleans, you're next up on Winning It Live with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, Robert? Uh, yeah, I had a question. Um, I've got some uh, real estate. Uh, I'd like to pass it on to my children. I'd like to be in the form of a trust. I'm just curious, what kind of powers can I invest in the trust if I wanted them? the property to be continued to be managed by private management. Do I have to distribute all the income? Can I, can I direct the trust to purchase additional properties in the future? Or am I just like out of luck? And, and also in Louisiana, is there anything like perpetuity trust? 
What's that last part? The perpetuity. Perpetuity. Yeah, like a, a, tr- a trust that lasts. Yeah. Perpetuity. We're not at the attorney level. We have okay. a member of our Total Wealth Authority that is Wes Blanchard. I would have to look that up or reach out to him on the perpetuity. But it sounds like you're wanting a lot of control in this trust to do things beyond your life. Yes. And that sounds like an irrevocable trust could be okay. something you're looking for. All right. A revocable trust is something that's unwound and basically me, means to move through succession and unwind those assets, where an irrevocable trust gives you more control beyond your life, and it will follow your instructions. Now, how far can it go in perpetuity? That I don't know, and that's why you should, you know, use actual legal counsel like Wes Blanchard on on this topic, somebody that deals in it every day. All right. Uh, One last question is, I know trusts are taxed. Um, Is it taxed before it's distributed and then taxed again at my income level, or is it whatever is distributed is not taxed? What Now, once again, going in, I'm not an attorney, and not, and I'm not Jude Heath, which is a CPA, as a member of our Total Wealth Authority, so we always rely on these people to handle these parts. But if the trust is going to hold assets, that's when it's going to be taxed, and it is the problem with that, leaving money in a trust to be there when the tax return is done. It gets maxed at tax gets taxed at max tax bracket. So if you distribute the ass, the income or assets, it's not going to be taxed if it doesn't remain in the trust. Vic and Gulfport, you're next up on Winning It Life with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, Vic? Uh, yes, thank you for taking my call. A question about a revocable trust. I have had one for nearly 10 years, and the problem is, is that I am no longer with the person who was the executor or administrator of my trust. So I really need to change it because we each had a trust and each was the administrator of the other person's trust. My question is, I have a, I buy and sell properties and several of the properties that were in my trust whenever it was originated, I no longer own. But yet, I own other trust, other properties that need to be added to that trust. Uh, would you? How is a trust different from a will? A will is a document that basically gives guidance to how you want things handled when you die. It's still going to go through the probate or succession process, depending terminology used in your state where a uh-huh. trust is actually an instrument that has these things in it that is going to follow those instructions and it doesn't necessarily have to go through probate and succession okay. that's one of the reasons you would use a trust is it kind of it has everything set up ready to go with the instructions and does the workaround that's just me generally explaining it i'm not an attorney i don't do the trust work myself but in with our firm we have the total wealth authority and we have wes blanchard 
which uh, he's passed the bar in Louisiana and Mississippi. So he's very knowledgeable, uh-huh. and that's two different worlds there. But a revocable trust you can undo. You can make changes, yes. and that's what you're needing to get updated now. I have a client that had somebody else set up the trust, but with there are some things that weren't in it and should have been, but Wes is helping them on getting everything structured with the passing of her husband. So I'm just getting at if you had used somebody, does it require you to do so, but you need somebody that I would advise to make sure you're using somebody that's knowledgeable and used to working in this arena of dealing yeah, with I trust use and the, real the estate. Yeah, I attorney who drew up the trust to, to alter it. But uh, the, the, uh, an additional question along that line is everything that I have would go to, if I have a, a single daughter, only child, uh, 28 years old, that I have talked to her about making her the executor of the trust, but she is not very knowledgeable of financial matters. And uh, uh, I have backup executors uh, that are lined out in the trust. Would you consider someone who's 28 years old uh, and would be the person to inherit the trust uh, as being old enough without having much financial knowledge to be the administrator of the trust. Well, one thing, if you're, they're inheriting it, and if you want them to be a trustee as well, since they're also a beneficiary of the trust, I would just get them involved so that they understand, this person understands the responsibilities and what they have to do. doesn't mean they have to be that financially savvy, but understand what the obligations and responsibilities are of being that trustee, and if something happens to you, what has to be done. That's what I would make clear there so you can go forward on that. Hey, thank you very much for spending some time with us. I hope you learned a little bit about how to properly pick your trust's trustee. want to remind you we have some show notes for you and a complimentary download on this topic, winningatlife.com slash podcast 29, winningatlife.com slash podcast 29. But I do have a day job that goes with that. I'm a financial advisor, money manager, IRA Sherpa, in a sense, help people with all these types of questions regarding the required minimum distributions, how to handle rollovers, how to set it up, how to grow it. Where are you on your financial path? Do you know where you're headed? How is it going to look when you get there? What is your risk number? My office number is 504-832-9200 or go to gregoryricks.com. Thanks for hanging out today. We do this six days a week. Catch all of our episodes live and on podcast with winningatlife.com and the Winning at Life app. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Ricks & Associates, W.J. Blanchard Law, LLC, J. Heath & Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. 
This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Induction of an individual into Advisors XL Hall of Fame is based on a financial professional's cumulative annuity production. It is not indicative of the individual's knowledge, experience, or past or future performance. Advisors XL is an independent marketing organization located in Topeka, Kansas.